You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 420, The Superboy Chronicles, Superboy's Amazing New Power. And welcome to episode 420 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am covert recording lad. Well, it's not really that covert because I'm actually out in the open. I'm trying to find a quiet spot. Had the rec room pegged out at first, but then Sarah wanted to come in and she wanted to watch some superhero stuff. So she's actually watching Spider Man right now. Ella's upstairs reading, Jen's getting ready for a run. So I think I have found a quiet spot until the dogs find out about it. And then they will almost certainly prevent that from happening. Anyway, <clears throat> on to other things. The issue in question today is Superboy number 11. And uh, it is, of course, one of the eight extra exciting pages issues that they, uh, that they used to do. And on this cover, uh, definitely a Kurt Schaffenberger, Dave Hunt cover. Um, we have Superboy picking up a couple of bank robbers, and you can tell they're bank robbers. One of them has the hat, you know, the old, uh, yeah, see, take a drink, uh, hat. And uh, they're carrying the little burlap bags with dollar signs on them, like banks keep their money in, you know. Um, and anyway, so Superboy is levitating them with these energy beams that are coming uh, from his hands. You think, do I know this superpower of, of Superboy's? I don't think, I don't think we do. And uh, so he says, don't run away, fellows. I'll give you a lift to jail, courtesy of my amazing new superpower. And then it lists a special bonus, which is the misadventures of Superbaby. So uh, this one uh, comes to us, it was November 1980 is the cover date, uh, volume one, number 11 of New Adventures of Superboy, and it's brought to us by writer Carrie Bates, penciler Kurt Schaffenberger, inker Dave Hunt, colorist Jerry Serpy, letterer Ben Oda, and editor Julius Schwartz. And so we have like a split splash page, basically. One side of it has Lex, uh, Lex Luthor, looking at uh, some, this little sort of coil thing that he's invented. And he says, you've outdone yourself this time, Lex. In just a few days, you've perfected a weapon so ingenious, sniveling Superboy will be overpowered by it. While on the other side of the splash page, we have Superboy sitting there, say, or flying through the air, spinning around, saying, what a fantastic Saturday morning. I feel like flying to the top of the world and back, just for the fun of it. Well, that, that, that can't go well. That's, uh, that's definitely a mix that is going to cause trouble. Uh, so it says, a carefree, unsuspecting Superboy flies on his usual weekend patrol over Smallville while a scheming, vengeful Lex Luthor, is there any other kind, puts the finishing touches on a deadly uh, byproduct of his adolescent but lethal scientific genius, Superboy's amazing new power. Okay, so we, uh, <laughs> we start off um, with uh, <laughs> oh, uh, this, the, how ironical. Hey, he's not that much of a genius. Uh, he says, Superboy himself built this lab for me and stocked it with scientific equipment I've used to make the instrument of his downfall. Ha, not only did he build it once, but he rebuilt it after the accidental fire which destroyed the lab and cost me my hair. 
and we get a, a one-panel recap of, uh, of Lex's supervillain origin where he says, I'll never forgive you, Superboy, because of your super breath, my greatest experiment was destroyed, and I've become bald. Um, and, of course, it uh, recaps that while blowing out the flames, he fanned some chemical fumes uh, from the secret experiment, which caused his hair to fall out. And if I remember correctly, the thing that, su that uh, Lex was trying to do was to actually uh, create a cure for kryptonite poisoning. Um, so he says that Superboy claimed afterward, or, or if not that, then to prevent it from poisoning in the first place. It'd be a preventative thing, like a, like a kryptonite vaccine. Um, anyway, so uh, he says that, of course, Superboy claimed that it was an accident, but, um, uh, you know, this is basically where it kind of twisted Lex's mind, and he, he, became a, uh, he, he became an evil genius instead of just a genius genius. Uh, but he says, now the tide will turn and Superboy will pay a terrible price for what he did. All that remains now is to lure my victim to his doom. And uh, he said, but then suddenly the, the magnetic coils are going wrong. And he says, hmm, something's going wrong. See, told you. The magnet coils shouldn't reach the critical mass in the influx stage. One of the elemental rods must have contained base impurities. And because of my error, a violent chain reaction is about to break loose. So he hightails it out of the lab, and uh, he's got no more than three seconds left before it reaches detonation level. And make that two seconds. Baroom! And the lab, once again, is, uh, is destroyed. And uh, Superboy's flying by, and he hears the sound of the explosion and sees a lightning-filled smoke column that seems to be coming from a familiar trouble site. That's right, the lab he built for Lexus. So he flies over there, and uh, he gets caught up in this uh, column of, it's like this weird smoke column with uh, lightning coiling around it. And uh, so he gets zapped by it. And uh, he says, I can't imagine what super scientific stunt Lex was up to in his lab, but the smoky byproduct packs an electrical charge potent enough to jolt me. If it could affect me that way, it can do worse to others. And so he decides to try a different tactic, and he uh, does the downward corkscrew motion around the uh, coiled stuff in the opposite direction and forces the energy deep into the ground where it can't hurt anyone. So he does a look around for Lex, and he can't find him. He says, I can't believe that Lex was careless enough to blow himself to smithereens. Could what have happened here in his absence have been an accident? Uh -huh. Maybe a bit of both. <clears throat> anyway. Um, he goes looking around and uh, can't find him. And um, meanwhile, Lex, you see the thought, thought bubble come out of the ground. Rats, all those hours of painstaking work and research utterly wasted because of one minuscule mistake. And uh, of course, we, uh, he comes out of his camouflage and of course, yes, lead-lined underground uh, hiding spot. It's kind of like a little coffin built into the ground. He says, since the magna coil, now wouldn't you figure if Superboy was looking around with his x-ray vision, he would find that one dead spot? is what I figure. So um, so he gets out of his uh, little thing, uh, kicks a little bottle around, says, so the cape crumb gets away with a measly shock and leaves me with egg on my face, but I'm not through with him yet. It's definitely an uncharacteristic move from Lex. We're not used to seeing him uh, sort of all G-shucks. But yeah, so he says he's not through with Superboy yet. Meanwhile, on Monday, um, in Midtown Smallville, Lana has just been treated to a, um, an after-school malt, because, you know, that's what she did back then, uh, by Clark. Uh, they're, so they're leaving the Smallville soda shop. I almost expect to see, like, Pop Tate in there, you know, for the, uh, the chocolate shop. But anyway, um, she says, since you picked up the tab, Clark, I won't even ask you to carry my books. And he says, you're all heart, Lana. 
So um, there's a purse snatcher, guy running, runs past them um, with, uh, with this woman's purse. And um, she says, don't just stand there, Clark, run after him. Way to go, Lana. So he says, but he's got a head start. I'll never catch up to him. And she says, well, if you're not going after that purse snatcher, I am. We females need to watch out for each other. So off she goes. And Clark's kind of like, no, Lana, don't. He, think, he thinks to himself, don't get in my way or I can't use my super breath to knock him off his feet. Um, or, and so, um, whoops, there we go. And so that's okay, though, because in the next instant, that sort of energy sort of works around the guy. And as Clark has put up his hand, you know, in sort of protest to Lana's running off, and the burglar gets caught by it, and he um, is like magnetically drawn to Super to Clark's um, uh, hand, and so he lands against him, and he says the impact against, uh, of course, against Clark's invulnerable hand knocks the guy out. He says, "But what did what pulled the thief back toward me? All I did was point in his general direction." And Lana says, Clark Kent, you better have a good explanation for this. And of course, Chief Parker happens to be walking by, and he's got it figured out. He says, clearly, Superboy was flying high overhead on patrol and used his super bath to blow this fleeing crook backward. So he knocked himself senseless by the time he reached Clark here. And Clark's like, yeah, sounds good to me. So later on, uh, he says, so much for the phony explanation about what happened down there, but now it's time to find out what's really going on with me. So uh, we see the, the carnival... Um, the ride going around, you know, it's like the spaceships hanging from the from the spinning thing, and one of them scrunches off the off the list, one of the jet cars, and that's okay though because um, Superboy comes through and he picks up one of the ships with 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 a girl and she says, "Please, Superboy, save Bobby too." And he goes, "That's easily done with a simple gesture of my hand," um, and he grabs the thing and it freezes in midair and he brings it right back toward him. And so clearly Superboy has already figured out what this power is and, um, and he's already made it part of his repertoire. So, uh, um, and, and it's just in time too because Bobby was headed right for the hot dog stand and there's a guy in a chef's hat, a hot dog stand, and, um, and he's kind of relieved and they say, well, we've seen everything. You know, is he using a hidden magnet? And so the Smallville Sentinel's headline the next day says, Superboy unveils new power. And Lex is not pleased. He tears apart the paper, and uh, and he says, "And to add to my suffering, I can't even tear my hair out when I'm having a temper tantrum." And then we get to the the Kent house uh, at breakfast time, and we see a couple of plates of sunny side up eggs, a couple of glasses of milk, and a stack of uh, of toast uh, being brought into the room by this new power. And uh, Clark says that he's become sort of a living biomagnet. He says, I can draw any object toward me I want, animate or inanimate, just by concentrating on it. So he said, well, and so Ma Kent says, well, we're all thinking. She says, what puzzles me is why on earth would Lex Luthor cook up, cook up an experiment to give you a new power, considering how much he despises you? Luthor would be the last person to give me a new power, says Clark, making me even more super. So I'm convinced his experiment went wrong. So they're trying to figure out, you know, what what did what was the experiment really designed to do? And this is the part that we don't know, right? Um, so he, of course, now he even opens the secret trap door to the basement just by pointing at it. And, uh, you know, Superboy has made this part of his thing. And this is great because as a Legionnaire, now he has a different superpower uh, that he can, um, that, that differentiates himself from, um, from Monel, right? So, so this is a good thing, right? 
So they say, I know this new power should be useful to Clark, but I can't shake the feeling that something ominous is in the air. And so off he flies, and, and Lex is uh, going through the charred remains of what was once his lab. And uh, he says, ha, no chance of Superboy building, rebuilding this lab again. Um, and uh, so Superboy shows up, and he says, well, well, look who's rummaging through the scene of the accident, or should I say, the scene of the attempted crime. He says, Superboy, I should have expected this, coming back here to gloat over the ruins. You got me all wrong. I'm just here to borrow your notes. And he pulls them all to him um, with, uh, with, his mag with his new power. And he says, I'd ask you what was supposed to happen to me yesterday, but I don't think you'd be very responsive. And he says, you'll get nothing out of me. Besides, my crucial computations were destroyed in the fire. And as for the rest of my brilliant calculations, they're far too advanced for your puny Kryptonian excuse for a brain. He says, ah, you're just trying to get on my good side, Lex. I'll return your notes tomorrow. And off he goes. And, uh, but... Turns out that Lex says, huh, little does Superboy know I was counting on him to consult my notes, for they were planted here as a vital link in my plan, but it hardly matters now, since my scheme backfired before it could become operative. And so he's looking through them, burning the midnight oil, going through the notes, and he says, even with my super mental powers, I have to pour over these formulas and equations to get a grasp on them. And um, uh, Ma Kent comes by and says, it's getting late, aren't you going on your patrol? And he says, not tonight, Ma, I've got to keep going over Luthor's notes till I understand them. And then the blanket comes from her hand. She goes, land sakes, really, Clark, if you want an extra blanket, all you had to do was ask. And he says, well, believe me, Ma, what's happening here, it's not my idea. Everything in the room is being pulled toward him, including Ma. And he says, gosh, it's my new power, Ma. Something's throwing my biomagnetism out of whack. Um, and uh, he says, and no matter how I try, I can't turn it off. And I think the whole world is going uh, haywire. Um, anyway. Managed to fly outside before Ma could be slammed and injured against my invulnerable body. I hope no neighbors saw my unorthodox exit from the window. And now he's like pulling trees up. And like trees are sticking to him. Everything. And, uh, and everyone's looking up in the sky. And Chief Parker says, I'll be hornswoggled. I'm used to seeing Superboy up in the sky. But flying trees? And, everyone, and someone else says, and look, what looks like the remnants of a garage sale. And, uh, but, you know, Lex is sitting there standing outside a movie theater. Because I guess he's not a fugitive at this stage. Hmm. Um, you know, usually in a lot of these issues he was in jail, but I guess not. And he says, "What a sensational surprise! It turns out the trap I set for Superboy wasn't aborted after all. Just delayed a while. And evidently, it took this long for the magnet charge in his body to build up to the critical level, which means my doom plan will proceed on schedule. Assuming now, assuming he's interpreted my notes, so he goes. Uh, Superboy flies up into the stratosphere and." Uh, Manages to, with, with his super speed, um, uh, burn up all the excess stuff that, that he's carrying. But it's not helping because there's satellites that uh, bump up against him. And he says, it can only mean my power of biomagnetism is rapidly increasing. And he realizes it's not a superpower, but a magnetic curse. And the idea is that he can't return to Earth like this. So he says, I could fly aimlessly through space until the effect hopefully wore off. But that could take years I'm not, um, that I'm not about to spare. And so he seems to be traveling on a definite course, almost as if his subconscious had chosen his destination. He says, wait a minute, maybe it has. I just remembered a certain section of Luthor's notes. They were computations which predicted the existence of gravity whirlpools in deep space. Swirling vortexes so intense that to an unaided eye they'd appear invisible, since not even light waves could escape their awesome gravitational pull. And this is, of course, what they would later call black holes. So uh, Superboy flies into, uh, into one of these, and, uh, and he says, there it is. This is the destination I was flying all toward all along, thanks to Luthor's notes and my subconscious. And he says, because it's my best bet 
to out, outwit that vengeful schemer and return to normal. So he gets into the um, uh, into the black hole, it, counting on the the gravitational pull of it to literally pull that biomagnetic energy out of his body. Uh, he says the tricky part, of course, is not getting too close. Not even my superpowers could help me escape the full force of the gravity in there. And so he literally sees this power get sort of pulled out of him. And he says, now to get out of here while I still can. But of course, he had underestimated the force he was dealing with. And he says, no matter how much I try to resist, I'm being sucked in. And uh, he says, wait a second. I was underestimating Luthor. Um, and he realizes that the um, biomagnetism charge was just a means to an end, his end, here in deep space. He says, it was no accident those computations predicting the existence of space vortex were in his notes. He says, it was a plant to make sure I would deduce the vortex were the only solution to my problem. And uh, he says that Luthor's genius has enabled him to calculate in advance what he just found out. In order to rid myself of the biomagnetism, I had to venture past the deadly point of no return. And so it's pulling him in, and uh, he says a few more spins around the core, and I'll vanish without it. Wait, spins? He says, until now, I've been trying to resist the spinning vortex. What will happen if I stop resisting and just go with the flow? So he does that, and he just kind of swirls around it. He's a few more orbits, and I'm beyond the danger zone and able to fly away from the vortex's gravitational pull under his own power. And uh, he said, I can't wait to see the disappointed look on Lex Luthor's face when he realizes the only thing that the space vortex swallowed was his diabolical scheme. He says, I wonder, considering all the trouble Luthor has been able to make for me now as a teenage genius, what's in store for me years hence when his irrational hatred for me continues to obsess him when we're both adults? I guess that's one worry I'm just going to have to leave for Superman. And so that is what he does. Um, all right, and so next issue, uh, Superboy does a super feat in his secret identity and becomes Clark Kent, reluctant hero of Smallville. So we will see all about that. All right, so uh, next up, the misadventure. Okay, and so now we have the uh, Adventures of Super Baby. So this was, again, one of the... Um, um, the things that they did uh, for these extra eight pages. And I got to say, Kurt Schaffenberger is a machine because once again, he is the penciler on this. Writer is Bob Rosakis, penciler Kurt Schaffenberger, inker Frank Caramonte, uh, letterer Milt Snappen, uh, colorist Jerry Serpy, and editor Julius Schwartz. Um, and it is uh, When You Wish Upon a TV. And so uh, Clark is lifting the um, refrigerator and uh, because he, his marble rolled under it. And she says, well, put it down before someone sees you. You know what daddy says about these things. And, um, you know, I always wonder, like, why is it that later on, I mean, it's bad enough that this, the, uh, the glasses were the disguise, right? But, you know, didn't anybody remember? It's like, wow, Clark, Superboy's outfit looks a lot like that stuff you used to wear when you were a baby all the time, complete with the cape. Just saying. Um, so he says, you know, he says, me sorry, mommy, me go play outside. And she goes, you can't do that. It's raining. You can watch television till Anna and Willie get here. And so they're going to watch Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. And she says, ooh, the story of the genie that grants wishes. You'll enjoy that. And he says, me hope so. Ah, he's a tough kid. Um, and so, hmm. You know what? I feel as though we've done this one already, but I don't, you know what? No, I think I just read it to the kid. You know, isn't that, isn't that weird? Um, anyway, so um, um, the, the Langs show up, uh, you know, Professor Lang, his wife, and Lana, and uh, they come in, and uh, he's got this magical, quote-unquote, magical idol that uh, 
um, he brought as a souvenir um, for Martha. And he says, oh, talk about uh, um, uh, absent-minded professors. I just wish I'd remembered to put it in, in my pocket. And he goes, hey, wait a second. This pocket was empty a moment ago. He says, hmm, maybe this idol really is magical. And he says, magical? Surely you don't believe in that nonsense. Uh, and he says, of course not. Um, and uh, he says, uh, of course not, Jonathan, but legend has it, this idol is the guardian of a long-lost Arabian tribe, able to grant their every wish. And since the tribe is no longer around, I guess the magic didn't quite work. Um, anyway, then um, the Masons show up, Willie Mason, and, uh, and of course Herb and Linda Mason, his parents, and they say, oh, good, whew, good weather for ducks. And farmers, dear, remember that when it's harvest time. Uh, yes. Um, so Willie's there, and they say, hey, Willie, we watching TV. And he goes, me not like TV. Me want to play outside. And, and then Lana says, it raining. We get all, all wet. And he says, then me wish it stopped raining so we can play him back. And he starts singing the Rain, Rain, Go Away song. And then it's not raining anymore. He says, me go tell mommy. We play games outside. And he goes out front, and he says, and it's not raining him back anymore. And he says, nonsense. It's raining in the front, Willie. It must be raining out back. Now go watch television like a good boy. And, he said, and so he starts crying, and then they go, oh, looks like my sandwiches were a big hit. They've all been snapped up. And uh, she says, I wish I'd made more of them. Let's see what else is in the refrigerator. And Ella has just joined us for a second. Can you say hi? So do you remember this story? Yeah, we read it a little while ago. It's all about Super Baby. So she looks in the fridge, and it turns out there's, she says, I wish I'd made more of them. Let's see what else is in the refrigerator. And she goes in, and there's a whole platter of more sandwiches. How did that happen? I think it's the magical idol that Professor Lang brought. And so, I think it might be. I think it might be. So uh, they say, Martha, you certainly know how to make a good sandwich. And he goes, yes. I've never had peanut butter and bologna before. Does that sound like a delicious sandwich? Peanut butter and bologna? Yeah, you don't know? Okay. Um, Ella is uh, down here wearing her Supergirl costume for Halloween. Are you excited? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Okay, so um, she doesn't remember, of course, Martha doesn't remember making sandwiches like that. And uh, then um, Herb Mason says, ah, I, I tell you one thing, all this good food makes me wish I was on a nice sunny beach right now. And then all of a sudden, there's, it's like an earthquake. And, uh, and it turns out the, the house is flying through the air, and it gets plopped down on a beach. And he goes, "There's wow, we're on a sunny beach, just like Herb wished for. And then uh, uh, Clark says, uh, Mommy, the TV stopped wa working. Me want to watch more cartoons. And they say, well, nothing works. The house has been uh, pulled away from the power lines. And um, he says, that's not the only problem. The tide is coming right into the house. So everyone's kind of freaked out about this. And they think, it must be the magical idol. It's got to be the magical idol, right? And uh, so they say, return us to Smallville. Bring us back home. And they said, nothing happened. And, um, and uh, so Clark says to, to Jonathan, he says, Daddy, you got to wish for magic things. And he says, what's that? And he goes, you got to wish like I see on TV. And that's where it clicks for Jonathan. He realizes, wait a second. So he calls uh, Clark into the kitchen and asks him what happens. And he says, me watch Genie on TV, him do magic things for Aladdin. So me want to be Genie for you. So here's where we get the recap. So um, he heard Lana, Lana's daddy wish the statue was in his pocket. So he zipped over to the Lang house, brought it back and put it in, uh, in Professor Lang's pocket. When mummy wished for more sandwiches, me make them for her, Jonathan thinks, which explains the peanut butter and bologna combo. 
When Willie wish it stop raining so he can play, me blow raindrops away. And Willie's daddy wish for nice beach so we bring us all here to be happy and play. Did me do wrong thing, daddy? And he says, let's just say you made a mistake, Clark. One which you'll have to rectify immediately. And he goes, huh? Me make a wreck? Says, no, no. You just listen for one more wish. And when you make it come true, you stop playing genie, okay? He says, okay, daddy. And so moments later, they're all say, looking at the idol, all standing around the little table saying, I wish we were back in Smallville. I wish we were back in Smallville. And sure enough, he flies them back. And you see Clark flying the house basically back into its foundation. No telling on how he ripped it from its moorings, but let's not focus on little details too much. And they say, hooray, we're back. The magic returned us home. Amazing. And, um, and Willie's dad, Herb, is looking at the idol saying, you realize what this means, Lou? That idol could be worth millions. And uh, Professor Lang says, I intend to see that it gets in the hand of our government, because that'll be good. And Jonathan says, not if I can help it. And he backs into the table and knocks it over. And he says, Jehoshaphat, I didn't mean to do that. And and Dr. L and Professor Lang says, it can be mended, but according to the legend, that destroys its spell. And Herb says, all that magic power gone? And um, so then Clark asks, you know, if he can go watch TV again. And Ma is wondering, Clark, how did your hair get wet? And he goes, um, I, um, he goes, he must have been sticking his head out the window when we landed, Martha. Or maybe it was magic, right, Clark? And he says, right, Daddy. So there you go, a little uh, little super boy, uh, super baby tale again. I don't know how they, you know, got mixed up with the whole thing where, you know, remember Clark? You used to wear that outfit when you were a kid. Looks a lot like Superboy's outfit. But again, these are the things that we choose to ignore uh, for fifty cents and eight extra pages. So uh, so that is a wrap-up to Superboy number 11 with Superboy's Amazing New Power and, of course, Superbaby's uh, playing Genie. And so I'm going to wrap this one up. Uh, thanks for all bearing with, a, with a, a Superboy episode. We will be back to do some more uh, Magic Wars shortly. And so con comments, as always, are welcome to Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in a conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. And we head back oh, to maybe when we're a baby, maybe when we're a teenager. Can't really decide which, but we'll get there eventually. And we will see you all next week. <laughs>